Hey everyone, thanks for joining us today on O-Face Wrestling. This is your host, JT, and today I am joined by Yali Sapphire. So thanks for joining us today. Hey, thanks for having me. No problem at all. So you are the very first professional referee that we've ever had on the show. So I'm really honored, uh, not just for the listeners, but for myself too, to get educated because there's a lot of things I would love to know about, you know, like what you got to do and like all the preparation to becoming a referee and just like mm-hmm. what you got to do before the show. So I'm really excited for this interview. So you ready to get started? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm glad to be the first. <laughs> <laughs> so now this is kind of like two questions in one. So what inspired you to become a professional ref? And then how does one even become a professional ref? Well, I was inspired, you know, like most people, I wanted to be a wrestler and uh, I didn't want to get hurt. I didn't want to get injured. I was kind of a coward. So I thought that I could at least try to be a referee first and kind of see how it goes. And uh, I ended up finding out that there was a school about 15 minutes from where I lived in uh, Kansas City that was training referees. So I just joined that wrestling school and it took off from there. Oh, gotcha. So um, in the training part, what exactly do they like really teach you? Because I know when you, as a fan watching on TV, you just see them kind of just make sure everyone's following the rules and then you kind of just, mm-hmm. you know, do the pin one, two, three or the submission. So like, I know there's more to it. So kind of like explain to me like what they teach you. Um, at the school that I went to, we actually had to train kind of how to bump and run the ropes as if we were wrestlers. So that way we could like get a feel of what the wrestlers experience and also gain another level of respect. But aside from that, it's pretty much what you see referees doing on TV. Like we do practice matches. We learn about being more vocal and, you know, throwing our voice over the crowd and just kind of the rules of wrestling, which is, you know, something that uh, you kind of learn over time as you go. The more shows you do, the more you learn. Yeah, it makes sense. A lot of things you just kind of pick up based off experience and kind of working at different promotions. Kind of every promotion is different. Um, One of my friends, she wrestles for MCW, and I kind of asked her a question about like the referees. Because I know like WWE, for example, the refs have like an ear, you know, earpiece in them and they communicate with people backstage and stuff like that. And but I know that not all promotions actually do that. So have you actually had to do that before? Uh, actually, the first time I ever used the earpiece was during my WWE tryout. So I had to like deal with the pressure of being in that ring, plus like hearing feedback in my ear for the first time. And it was kind of weird and, you know, but you get used to it over time. It's like you have to learn how to hear what they're saying while you're also doing your job in the ring and being vocal with the wrestlers. Exactly. <laughs> like, I know that as a referee too, like sometimes they may be kind of telling you when to end the match. Cause like the referee mm-hmm. plays a big part of kind of like keeping up with the time and also letting the wrestlers know when to start wrapping up the match and stuff like that. So is that like something they kind of go through every match? Like they say, Hey, this match needs to end in like 15 minutes. So like, how do you kind of like keep track of the time without having a earpiece? Uh, Without having an earpiece, you just kind of rely a lot on the announcers or sometimes it'll be the camera guy or uh, different people around the ring. Uh, But with experience, you kind of get a feel for how long the match is going to be. You know, like, for instance, you said, uh, sometimes we'll be told that the match is going to be about eight to 10 minutes. So you just most matches are about that long anyway. So you just kind of get a feel for it. You know, it's like if you if you're cooking food in the microwave, you know how long that minute is going to be. So you just kind of get up and go. 
Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. just kind of like instinct and all just, you know, after time, you kind of like pick it up. And I know you mentioned your WWE tryouts. I want to learn a lot about that because, like, I, I've heard plenty of stories about wrestlers trying out with, you know, for WWE, never a ref. So, yeah. I'm assuming they kind of like do practice matches and you ref for them and they just kind of get a feel how well you do and stuff like that. You know, I thought that's what it would be like. I thought we would do a bunch of practice matches and then kind of train and they could see where we were in cardio, but they pretty much kind of threw us in there. Like I remember the first day we did a practice match at the performance center or a show at the performance center. And then later on that night, they're like, Oh, Hey, you're going to be doing this NXT live event. (laughs) So we ended up driving uh, to different places throughout Florida and just being in front of the fans. It was, it was a really, uh, (laughs) it was a nice experience. Like my heart was definitely racing every single day. (laughs) So tell me a little bit about that, like experience, how does like, you know, working and doing referee stuff for WWE differ from, you know, the Indies? Um, It's kind of the same, except with the WWE, there's a lot more pressure you know, because it's live, it's, and sometimes you're being recorded, so you don't want to mess up. Uh, But aside from that, it's pretty much the same. They're just uh, very strict on time. Uh, There's not a lot of, uh, you know, room to do like extra stuff. Uh, As far as like indie shows with the wrestlers, sometimes before the match, you know, they'll work the crowd a little bit and kind of interact. Whereas with the WWE, you got to get in there and get straight to business. Yeah, it makes sense because, you know, it being on TV and being live, like, you really can't, like, cut things out versus if it was, like, a recording. And, like, I know it was a couple WrestleManias ago, one of the matches actually got cut off the card. I think it was, like, the Bellas and the Cody Rhodes and all of that match got cut off because of time restraints. So, like, things like that can happen. And WWE, you don't want to do stuff like that because, you know, it's WWE and everything like that. So, I I, I totally understand why it would be, you know, a lot more strict and stuff like that. Um, And I I definitely want to know, like, how did you get that opportunity to even try out? Because it's not like you go to Google and you just go and place your application and stuff like that. I know it's a lot different in the wrestling world. Right. Honestly, I have no idea. I think uh, they pretty much heard about me just from other people. And I guess the right person told them who I was. And then a couple of uh, WWE referees contacted me on Facebook and saying that they wanted, you know, me to send in a resume. And at first I was like, ah, this isn't real. It's a joke. They're just ribbing me. But, uh, you know, I sent them my information. And then a month later, I was contacted by uh, another person at the WWE saying like, hey, what airport do you want to fly out of we need a copy of your you know driver's license and I was like oh my god this is real so it was it was really just a shocking experience but I loved every minute of it oh yeah because it's one of those experiences even if you don't get the job I mean you could say that you tried out for WWE and you still learn stuff and getting like that try getting any kind of rub for you know from WWE I have to imagine kind of like boost your value in the indies and stuff like that too like and anytime a wrestler does like a one of those like local talent squash matches on like Raw or Smackdown they things blow up for them they get indie bookings they get you know a lot of followers on social media because I mean my one friend she had wrestled on SmackDown like a year ago and she had told me like you know social media was crazy all these podcasts are reaching out to her so it, it does definitely like help you out even if you don't get the opportunity um I'm assuming is WWE like being a professional ref for them still kind of like a goal for you uh yeah it is but also I realized that I enjoy 
uh, just kind of traveling more and having the freedom to pick and choose when I work and where I work. But, you know, obviously, if they call me up, I'm going to take that opportunity. Oh, yeah, oh, obviously. Yeah. That, that, I mean, that's a definitely a good opportunity. It's a once in a lifetime opportunity, too. Yeah. Like, how many people could say they work for WWE, you know, but obviously, like working for the Indies and all you do have the luxury of working mm-hmm. when you want to like and you know and i i've talked to plenty of wrestlers they don't want to do you know wwe they don't want to have the be obligated to work 250 mm-hmm. 300 times a year they like you know working on their own you know schedule yeah. you know, if you want to take off two or three months you can mm-hmm. you know but at the same time there is also the challenge of also getting the bookings too like depending on who you are it may be a little bit harder than others but um yeah, I definitely hope you get that opportunity. I think that, you know, you keep working towards it, you definitely can do it. And I noticed, you know, like when I first discovered you was on uh, Mission Pro Wrestling, Hell Half No Fury. And I, you know, I thought you did a great job. And that's when, you know, I had, you know, the whole, I, I want to put a ref on my show. And then I was like, you know, I kind of, you know, want to reach out to you. And it was funny, I was already following you on social media on Twitter. So I was like, oh, cool, I'm going to reach out to her. So now we have this opportunity. So Mission Pro Wrestling, you know, I've been interviewing a lot of their talent lately. So I want to know your perspective as a referee. Like, how did that opportunity come to work with Thunder Rosa and her event? And then, you know, how was your experience working with them? Um started about a year ago. I was doing a show with the uh, Mission Pro Booker and then, you know, she just kept up with me throughout the year and uh, she eventually contacted me and asked me to, uh, you know, if I was interested in being a ref on Mission Pro. And uh, the experience was great. Like, I loved it. I loved being in that locker room and I was surrounded by so many women who have wrestled all over the world. So it was just a really awesome experience. It, it seemed like a really fun event. I mean, the crowd seemed really into it. I mean, it just like just watching it, you know, streaming it online. It just seemed like I could pick up the energy. Like it just seemed like everyone, the wrestlers, and you know, it just seemed like a really fun event. And I wish I would have been there. And um, you know, speaking of that event, like obviously right now we're dealing with COVID. So how is preparing for a wrestling event now with COVID differ from it did before? You know, prior to everything. Uh, before COVID, I didn't really have to prepare a whole lot because I was used to being on the road every single weekend, uh, traveling and going to shows. Uh, after COVID, you know, that first show, you realize, okay, I need, I, I should have been working on my cardio. <laughs> I should have been working out. I should have been, you know, doing all these other things to, you know, kind of keep my, my body in shape and keep my mind ready to be in the ring. But uh, uh, it was, it was great finally being back in the ring after taking about, I think, five months off from wrestling due to COVID. So um, speaking of like COVID and all too, like, I don't know if you know the answer to this or if you can even answer, but I know that, you know, most wrestling promotions are doing outdoor events. Mm-hmm. It's, it's safer. You're allowed to have more people. Um, Mission Pro Wrestling, you know, Hell Half No Fury, that was outdoors. I'm assuming the tournament of out of hell is going to be outdoor as well. When I spoke to Thunder Rosa, she um, said that her next event after that, I believe, is going to be in December. It's going to be kind of cold. I mean, Texas, I, I don't know how the weather is there. Maybe it'll be warm, but I'm thinking most of the world, it's going to be kind of cold and, you know, too cold to do outdoors. So, you know, assuming that, you know, Mission Pro continues to put out events in a winter time, is it going to be still outdoors? Because I didn't even think before I even asked the question. It's Texas. It's probably warm out there all the time. Yeah. 
I would think that it's going to be outdoors. I mean, compared to Missouri, it's it's always perfect in December to me. So, yeah, I'm not sure. I am really hope that this whole COVID thing kind of clears up and they allow people to get back to uh, having 100%, you know, capacity. But, uh, yeah, I'm not really sure about the December shows. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those we just kind of have to play it by ear because nobody knows what's going to happen, especially in the wintertime when flu season comes back. Like, it could worse. Some people are saying it might not be that bad if we all continue to wear masks. Like, that actually may prevent people from getting, you know, spreading the flu and stuff like that. So we'll have to see. I do know that my wife and I lately have been going to New Jersey to go to um, Titan Championship Wrestling. They've been outdoors. The event that they're having in two weeks is the last of the year because they can't do outdoors in November, December, because it's going to be chilly, so uh, it is cool, like in Texas, it's really warm, so I, you know, like I mentioned, I'm assuming they're still going to do everything outdoors and all, that's really cool, I, I think that's a really, you know, positive thing that Mission Pro has going for them, is, you know, they're in Texas, so. Yeah. Uh, two more questions I have for you, and I know, you know, you mentioned that you still would love to work with WWE down the road, Um, what are some other goals that you have in the wrestling universe? Well, I've never worked in California, specifically LA, so I would love to get out and work there. Uh, Alaska, of course, at some point I want to leave the country, maybe work in uh, Europe or Mexico or somewhere like that, but my goal is just to travel and kind of get everywhere. (laughs) It makes sense. That's like the one good thing about being a wrestler, indies or not, you get to travel a lot. And I get so jealous when I see, like, you know, the wrestlers that I follow on social media, they're here and they're there, and I'm just at the same place. Like, um, my favorite wrestler, Holiday, she, she, it wasn't a wrestling thing, but she was in Egypt. And, I like, uh, a few months ago, and I'm like, wow, like, you know, that must be so cool, like, kind of, like, traveling the world and stuff like that. So that's definitely got to be fun. And if I were in your shoes, I would definitely want to do as much traveling as well. Right. Now, the final question I have for you. What is something non-wrestling related about yourself that you would want, like, fans and all to know about you? Uh, for the most part, I always wear my sense of humor on my sleeve. I'm just kind of, like, goofy. I love to have fun, and I love to make people laugh. And it's such a contrast in the ring because I had to, be like, be serious and not laugh. And it was hard, uh, specifically during the last Mission Pro Wrestling show. I was in the ring with uh, uh, Rosa and uh, Swole. And they were like doing this dance competition. I was trying so hard not to laugh. But yeah, I just, I love to have fun. I mean, same here. I think, you know, a lot of people like to have fun and just let loose. You know, it kind of sucks when you're in a, you know, situation like that where you kind of have to be like serious sometimes. But yeah, that that's definitely a really cool thing. You know, I like to, you know, do it, you know, goof off and have fun as much as I can too. You know, I, I do it a little too much when I'm at work sometimes and I probably shouldn't. <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is. But uh, yeah, that is all the questions um, I had for you for this interview. I definitely learned a lot, like, and it's crazy how for the longest time doing, you know, all these interviews, I never thought to reach out to a referee until recent. So I'm glad I did. I'm glad everything, you know, worked out, you know, with Thunder Rosa, you know, mentioning you to me. So it was a really cool experience learning all these things from you. So I have to thank you so much. Oh, no problem. Nice to be on here. And I see you have a picture of my wrestling sister, Brene, back there. Uh, Cameron? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, Cameron's my homegirl. Yeah, I really, uh, I really like her. We actually been talking a lot lately. So, 
yeah, she's really cool. Out of all the wrestlers I've interviewed, like I've become really good friends with her. So I, she's a really fun person. And, you know, I, I'm sure you know about her gummy bear obsession as well. Yes, I do. <laughs> I actually traveled together because she's a Kansas City girl too. So yeah, I know about her gummy bear obsession. We always talk about snacks and like food and like after every show, we tr usually hang out and go get food together. But, yeah, she's probably one of my closest friends in wrestling. Yeah, she's a really cool, she's like one of those people that she just seems so fun to hang out with them. Mm -hmm. uh, me, Cameron, my wife, and um, I don't know if you're familiar with Gia Scott, but we all did like a Money in the Bank predictions video several months ago. And we literally all chatted like an hour before the recording even started. Like that's just how much fun, you know, just the vibe and all. Like she's a really cool person. And I definitely wish the best for her and her wrestling mm -hmm. career. Same here. I tell her all the time, like, she's going to get signed any day now. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I, I believe she definitely will. Fingers crossed. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it was definitely fun chatting with you on the show at O-Face Wrestling. Um, do you want to share any of your social media, or is there anything kind of, like, coming up that you want to let the listeners know? Uh, sure. Uh, I'll say that the next Mission Pro Wrestling show is going to be on November 6th. And I believe that'll be in Buda, Texas at the Pinballs uh, Kingdom facility. And then the very next day in San Antonio, uh, SWE Fury will have their show. Uh, and people can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at either Yali Sapphire or just at the female ref. All right, make sure you all follow her. I have all the links to all of her social media in the bio. Also, make sure you follow us at O-Face Wrestling on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Give us a sub on YouTube. And thank you all for listening. One more time, uh, thank you again, Yali, for joining us today on O-Face Wrestling. Thank you for having me. Uh, no problem at all. Thank you all for listening.